it's got a bow, zip tune, he's learned it's got a six pass about the gum tree, coonie and the owl. Boss about the gum tree, coonie on the stump. Boss about the gum tree, coonie on the stump. Boss about the gum tree, coonie on the stump. We can overcome the trouble, zip coon will jump. I went the other afternoon to take a cup of tea. Well, what do you take now? Suka apple supper. Why chicken foot and possible without any butter? Boss him up the gum tree, cootie on the stump. Boss him up the gum tree, cootie on the stump. Boss him up the gum tree, cootie on the stump. Then over top the troubles and coon will jump. And the first man I chased to meet was old Zip Coon. Old Zip Coon, he's a Natchez scholar. For he plays upon the banjo, Cooney and the holler. Boss him up the gum tree, Cooney on the stump. Boss him up the gum tree, Cooney on the stump. Boss him up the gum tree, Cooney on the stump. Over double trouble, Zip Coon will jump. When you heard about the battle of old New Orleans, where old Jackson gave the British beans. The Yankees did the red coats up slow slick. For the catch pack of hammer, then they rode up on the creek. Boss him up the gum tree, cootie on the stump. Boss him up the gum tree, cootie on the stump. Boss him up the gum tree, cootie on the stump. Over double troubles in coo will jump. There was an old soldier and he had a wooden leg. They had no tobacco and tobacco he would make. Said this old soldier want to give to me a chew. Said the other old soldier, how a damn them I do? Boss him up the gum tree, coonie on the stump. Boss him up the gum tree, coonie on the stump. Boss him up the gum tree, coonie on the stump. Over down the troubles and coon will jump. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast from Klansman's Corner. Today is Tuesday, July 21st, 2020. Uh, I have a lot of news to go over. I get all my news from the Klansman's Corner blog. Uh, There's news posted there every day. Uh, News, uh, inspiration, and Christian education. And you can find the Klansman's Corner blog at www.theclansmanscorner.wordpress.com Clansman's Corner also has uh, the Clansman's Corner Quickie. Uh, That is one news article, my thoughts on it, and it's all under 15 minutes. And there is a new article uh, posted there uh, every day. Uh, That is a uh, podcast. And you'll find that at www.spreaker.com backslash show backslash 444-5801. And you can find, as well as this podcast, uh, you can find the Clansman's Corner Quickie on the music app Spotify. Uh, Just go to Spotify and tap in Clansman's Corner or type in Clansman's Corner Quickie, and it will take you right to it. Uh, For the Clansman's Corner Quickie, Quickie is spelt K-W-I-C-K-I-E. And uh, that's very interesting as well. That's one article. Uh, It's always up early in the morning. Uh, It's always an interesting article. And uh, I have a lot to go through this week. So I'm not going to play around. Uh, This first uh, article comes from the news source People. And it was posted on my blog July 19th. And uh, this is another uh, uh, crybaby uh, black. Uh, The headline is, Icon Beverly Johnson reveals a pool was once drained after a fashion shoot because she's black. (coughs) 
That's right, uh, because she's black. That says there was a photo shoot. And, uh, let's get into this uh, article. Supermodel Beverly Johnson made history when she appeared on the cover of Vogue in 1974, becoming the first black woman to do so. But over four decades later, the 67-year-old pioneer who grew up in Buffalo, New York, says there's still much that needs to be addressed in the fashion industry and beyond. This is her story as she told people. The first time I ever experienced racism, I was 12 or 13. We were riding our bikes in a white neighborhood and all the kids starting throwing pop bottles at us. <laughs> that sounds like what the uh, blacks are doing uh, to the whites uh, today uh, in the cities. Uh, only they're uh, not just... Uh, pop bottles. They're uh, Molotov cocktails. I heard them call us the N-word. That was the first time I really heard it. It really chipped away a little piece of my heart, but it also made me more determined. Uh, now you know, as well as I do, a uh, black 12 or 13 year old. Now maybe not back uh, uh, in the day there when she was younger. Uh, the blacks may have not used it as much. Uh, but they call each other that uh, every day. Uh, it's a term of endearment uh, if a black says it. Uh, you can't tell me a 12 or 13 year old today black uh, has never heard uh, the word nigger. Uh, they call each other that. So that's ridiculous. When I started my modeling career in the 1970s, I wanted the top modeling agency that was Eileen Ford, she said. You'll never be on the cover of Vogue magazine. So I moved to the rival Wilhelmina agency. I got the cover. I had worked for it and prayed for it, and now I had to honor it. What you have to realize is that I was the only black girl on every shoot. Once in the 70s, we were a five-star hotel. I got into the pool, and all of a sudden, the editor come out and made everybody get out. They drained the pool. Twenty years later, one of the models told me it was because of me. But I had blocked it out in order to survive. I would make myself not react like Teflon. Uh, get real. Uh, somebody had to come up 20 years later and told you uh, they drained the pool. Uh, because of you, because you're black, they drained the pool. Uh, and then had to uh, black that out in order to survive. Um, you're in pretty sad shape. Uh, if somebody tells you 20 years later uh, they drained the pool because you were in it. Uh, we'll get to this uh, after we read some uh, more of this article. Back then there were no black makeup artists or black hairstylists. Uh... Sure there was. Uh, there was blackface. Uh, uh, somebody uh, could have did you up in, uh, uh, that did yourself up in blackface. Uh, back then it wasn't a crime. Back then it was actually funny. Uh, it was a form of entertainment. Uh, so there you would have had a makeup artist. The people they hired had no idea what to do with my hair. <laughs> Isn't that something? Uh, I guess not. Uh, not too many people know, know what to do with negroid hair today. Uh, tie it up in knots and uh, stack it on the top of your head and never wash it. Uh, that's kind of funny. They didn't know what to do with their hair. Uh, that still happens today. So I'd go to the bathroom and wet my hair or slick it back with Vaseline and put it in a chagon. Same with makeup. I'd do my own. At one shoot, the makeup artist was so stoned his hands were shaking. I went to my editor and said, I don't want this guy around my eyes with black pencil. I recommended Joey Mills, a black makeup artist. They couldn't believe I could book someone so easily. He was extraordinary and went to do makeup for women of many skin tones. You, ha you have to have champions. Um, I like today, too, how they, uh, they don't say race. Uh, unless it's racist, uh, something that a white does that's racist, uh, it's called a skin tone. Uh, there that uh, makeup artist did uh, many skin tones. Um, 
God didn't make us in skin tones. He made us by races. There were no cosmetic campaigns for black models then. I asked the founder of a well-known cosmetics company to be in their campaign. She said, our brand is white and blonde. That put me on a mission. I was doing a lot of liquor and cigarette ads, Slim Jims, and black velvet whiskey. For black models, that is how you arrived in terms of money. When I went to Harlem and saw the billboards bigger than the ones on 42nd Street, I decided I'm not going to do those ads. My booker said, are you insane? But I didn't want to influence all these black people, all these kids, to smoke cigarettes and drink alcohol. The Vogue cover had come with a responsibility. Uh, now here, uh, here is a black woman saying that uh, she didn't want to influence uh, the black people people. Um, didn't want to influence them to smoke cigarettes and drink alcohol. Uh, now the black idols of today's uh, children, uh, they influence them to smoke blunts and uh, smoke crack cocaine. Uh, drinking their 40s of malt liquor. Uh, boy, how times have changed. Uh, and, you know, that's uh, part of it, too. Uh, these blacks want uh, equality. Um, show a higher standard to your children. Um, your children grow into what you teach them. Uh, that says a lot. And I have a story here later on uh, uh, about a uh, black teenager uh, out of control. Uh, activists, artists, and authors are using their voices for change. I have four grandkids, and they're very aware. The older ones ask about George Floyd. Did that happen because he was black? Uh, no, that happened because he was driving, and he was high on fentanyl and methamphetamine. Uh, that's uh, uh, why it happened to George Floyd. I have my own stories. I was stopped by police in West Hollywood for two hours a few months ago. I was in my white Mercedes-Benz. They asked me whose car I was driving. They said they stopped me because I was texting in the car. I had stopped right at the light to text my daughter to tell her I was on my way home. I was terrified. I said, okay, so you was sitting in your car uh, texting. Uh, if you were stopped at a light uh, and you were in the middle of the text, uh, you know you would have finished it when the light turned green. Uh, these excuses uh, kill me. Uh, they tell the, the blacks telling themselves in the same paragraph. Uh, he, he, she said the cop said he stopped her for texting, and she even sa uh, admits in this article uh, that's exactly what she was doing. She was texting. Uh, she goes on to say that black that Vogue cover made me a legend. Uh, I've never heard of you. Uh, at the same time, I knew I was token. I got a chance to go inside the bubble, an exclusive world inhabited by artists, Andy Warhol, Mick Jagger, and the Rolling Stones. I straddled both worlds. When you read histories of Vogue and how the circulation tripled in the 70s, they say it was because women were working, but I think it was because they had a whole new leadership, so there was this denial with Vogue in the acknowledgments of this milestone. Uh, yes, make it all about you. Uh, yes, you made Vogue. Uh, we're in a business that is supposed to be beautiful, but underneath there is an ugly systematic racism where the industry takes black culture and trends for their own, pirating our culture without giving anything back. Uh, see, it's always about wanting something back. Um, you're seeing the black culture today in the cities that are being looted and destroyed. Uh, what started to be over uh, Junkie George... Uh, it was never about Junkie George. Uh, it was to go out and be black. Uh, and that is exactly what is happening in our cities right now. Uh, looting, uh, firebombing police stations. Uh, this is black culture. Uh, this is why the blacks are treated the way they are. Uh, they don't get it. Uh, they don't understand. Uh, act civil, you'll be treated civil. Act uncivilized, and you will be treated uncivilized. Uh, 
she goes on to say, all these brands are saying black lives matter. Let me see how many black lives matter. How many black people have you employed? Disruption is uncomfortable, but it means there is an opening, a crack in the door, and it's all about trying to make a better world for our kids and grandkids. Change is possible, and I'm trying to make a difference in my own way. I feel I am standing on the shoulders of my ancestors. The hashtag me too movement was Herculean. If we could only do that with race, because that needle is really moved. Um, the only needle this woman's moving is one in her arm, I believe. Um, uh, she talks about black lives, and uh, let's see how many black lives matter. Uh, the blacks are in the cities uh, killing uh, other blacks, uh, other black children, and uh, there is how your uh, black lives matter to blacks. Uh, they don't. Uh, they have no compassion even for their own race. Uh, they have no pride uh, in their own race. And uh, we'll get back here to my thoughts on this because the story, I kind of found it funny uh, because of them draining a pool because she was in it. I don't think the whole truth is being uh, told here. Uh, I think she pooped in the water. Uh, and if not, uh, if she didn't poop in the water, uh, we all know the hygiene habits uh, of the Negroids aren't up to par. Uh, probably what happened is after the photo shoot, uh, she figured uh, since she had to already get wet in the pool, she whipped out a bar of Mama's good old eye soap and bathed in the pool. Uh, if that's the case, uh, uh, draining it wasn't even nearly enough. Uh, I'd have filled the bitch in with cement. Uh, but that's just me. Really, nigga? What an asshole! And uh, my next article uh, comes from the uh, Hartford Current. And this was posted uh, on my blog July 18th. The headline to this is, Two black high school students knocked on the door of a white Hartford police officer's wife. The officer abandoned his duties to confront them. The two young West Hartford residents were doing what the school's players have done for years, knocking on doors in West Hartford wearing their team jerseys to raise money for the team, according to the complaint. The student-athletes sell chieftain cards, which include discounts on the purchaser at local restaurants. Sometime between 8.30 p.m. and 9 p.m., the young men knocked on the doors of homes in the neighborhood in the southern part of West Hartford, according to a Hartford Police Investigation report. As they were walking on the street, a white SUV slowly passed the two students, turned around, headed at them, and stopped. Someone in the SUV shone a light on them and told them to stop, according to Gordon. Police Phil Borowski, armed and wearing a vest that said police on it, emerged from the vehicle and approached. Uh, what is odd about that? Um, uh, sounds like a police uniform to me and a police uh, vehicle. Um, 8.30, 9 o'clock in the evening. Uh, if this just happened, I didn't see uh, when uh, this happened. Uh, this story was just uh, published. Uh, school's not in. So uh, these two black kids would have had all day to go out and uh, knock on doors. Um, why you would wait until 8.30 or 9 o'clock in the evening when uh, people that have jobs, that might be uh, uh, a clue. Uh, these black kids' parents don't have jobs, so 8.30, 9 o'clock is nothing to them, but most white families... Uh, uh, have to support their family plus uh, the non-whites in America. So at 8.30, 9 o'clock, uh, they're watching some TV and uh, relaxing from the hard day's work. Uh, so I even find that odd that kids would knock on a door at uh, 8.30 or 9 o'clock. Uh, he asked what they were doing in the neighborhood. His wife was at home. Borowski said at a house the youth had visited minutes earlier, Borowski, according to Lewiston, said his wife was terrified that the students had knocked on her door, 
the complete states. The students remained calm and explained that what they were doing. Gordon told uh, police Borowski gave them a whole bunch of attitude, was yelling, and seemed angry. After a couple of minutes, Borowski returned to the SUV and left. Lewiston went home and told his indomitable mother, Keisha, answer of the encounter. Uh, I guess that was his mother's name, Keisha Answer. Uh, Answer called West Hartford State and Hartford Police to ask who had questioned her son and his friend. There were no records of a stop at that time in the area of West Hartford. Okay, so the officer stopped. He questioned them. Uh, he was satisfied with what they were doing, so there was no report made. Uh, what's the big deal? Uh, now, maybe this woman would have... Uh, reason to complain if there would have actually been something written up on it or uh, they would have got a ticket uh, but it wasn't even enough for the officer to write it up uh, the officer stopped to see what they were doing answer contacted local officials and asked them to find out why her son and Gordon had been stopped by the unknown police on August 28th she learned at Borowski as a member of the Hartford Police Force the driver of the SUV, which was provided to the city by the FBI, was Hartford Detective Josh Lewis. They were with State Parole Officer Jennifer Sullivan that night as they made compliance checks of registered sex offenders in Hartford, not West Hartford. When Borowski received a call about the students from his wife, Kimberly Borowski, who was also a Hartford police detective, she told Lewis to drive to West Hartford. The the investigation of the incident includes conflicting statements by the Borowskis. Kim Borowski, according to the Hartford Police Report, called her husband after hearing the knock on her door to ask if he was expecting someone at their house at that hour. Uh, so there you go. Uh, uh, this man and wife work. Uh, it seemed to her to be an odd hour to have somebody knocking. And she called and asked her husband before she opened the door. Uh, what's wrong with that? Uh, it's not like she started shooting through the door because somebody knocked on it. She called and simply asked her husband a question. Uh, why were the, uh, was he expecting someone? Uh, she did not know why her husband responded to their home. He never told her why. Sullivan told investigators that she overheard the call between the Borowskis and Kimberlowski sounded very concerned. She could not see anymore, and she sounded really worried. Phil Borowski was interviewed twice to allow him to explain inconsistencies between his wife's statement and his. Both Phil Borowski and Lewis told investigators that the encounter was a consensual citizen contact. Uh, maybe to them, Borowski maintained that his actions did not constitute a stop based on Hartford Police Department policy. But he wasn't in Hartford. Borowski and Lewis, in violation of the department's policy, told no one they were going to hunt for two West Hartford teenagers who were just raising money to support their high school football team. <coughs> when Gordon saw the FBI provided SUV approaching, he wanted to run, which he had the right to do. Lewiston, in a moment that may have prevented an unspeakable tragedy, dissuaded him. They endured the out outrage and live to tell about it. Uh, well then why would you even think about running? If you're just out collecting money, why uh, would you run? Now this pretty much tells you that these two were out uh, doing something other than collecting money uh, for the football team. The 17-page report leaves the impression that the two college-bound graduates are more reliable witnesses than the Borowskis. Uh, now imagine that. You have two black teens out knocking in a white neighborhood on the doors at 8, 30, 9 o'clock, and you have two officers, and uh, they will take uh, the word of the black students. Uh, there is no big deal here. Uh, it was made out to be a big deal. Uh, there shouldn't have been a side to pick. Um, the officer had every right to uh, stop and see what they wanted. Uh, his wife called. Uh, somebody was beating uh, on her door. She was scared. Uh, what husband in the uh, close to the area wouldn't respond to his home to see what's going on? Uh, you see what these blacks are doing and what they've threatened 
uh, to go into uh, uh, rural areas. Uh, they actually claimed rural areas were next. Uh, these Black Lives Matter uh, rioters and Antifa, uh, they threatened it. Uh, these are police officers. I'm sure they've heard of the threats. Uh, so I don't see... Uh, Uh, how they a big deal can be made out of this uh, how, who in America right now anyhow uh, if you think about it uh, who can blame any white American for racial profiling right now uh, even if even white people that didn't do it before uh, they have to now um, uh, whites were forced into uh, racial profiling right now you turn on your TV and you see what's going on uh, who isn't going to racial profile? Uh, that's all you see, the TV, uh, uh, the newspapers, uh, any kind of media you look at. You see uneducated, uncivilized blacks destroying and looting. Uh, so only a fool wouldn't racially profile blacks at this time. Uh, and who is to blame for the racial profiling now? The blacks. Uh, they caused uh, the feelings that white people have now uh, towards them. Uh, and who wouldn't have these uh, feelings uh, towards the blacks when you see all of this on TV? Uh, it's stupid to think that they wouldn't racial profile. And here you go, uh, these black teens, a, uh, uh, another black uh, making a big deal uh, because her uh, children were out uh, when really they shouldn't have been. Uh, so she called her husband. But this has to be made into uh, something racial because the officers are white and the kids are black. And then when they go home, uh, you have Big Mama there uh, all ready to start some trouble and uh, chimp out about it. <coughs> and next up here on the list uh, is an article by the New York Post. And this was posted to my blog yesterday, July 20th. Uh, and this is uh, <clears throat> Roger Stone calls black radio host Mo Kelly a racial slur during interview. Uh, President Trump's reprieved advisor Roger Stone called a black radio host a Negro during a heated live interview Saturday, prompting the furious host to later tweet, I'm nobody's Negro. At the time, Stone was getting a grilling over the merits of his convictions for lying to Congress by Morris O'Kelly, known as Mo Kelly, the host of a broadcast on Southern California's KFIAM 640. Mo Kelly argued that Stone's close friendship with Trump was the reason he was granted clemency and not because he was treated unfairly by the justice system, as Stone has insisted. There are thousands of people treated unfairly daily. Hell, your number just happened to come up in the lottery, Mo Kelly said. I'm guessing it was more than just luck, Roger, right? An exasperated stone paused during the debate and appeared to vent to someone else in the room with him. I really don't feel like arguing with this Negro, Stone could be heard saying. I'm sorry, what was that? Mo Kelly responds. Roger, I'm sorry, what did you say? Stone then went silent for more than 40 seconds before claiming the phone line was going in and out. Mo Kelly asked Stone to repeat what he said, the word Negro, but Stone denied ever saying the word, which was nonetheless clearly audible on a taped version at around the 12-minute mark of the 30-minute interview. I did not, Stone insisted. You're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. Mo Kelly later blogged about the interview, calling Stone out for using the low-calorie version of the N-word. Uh, low-calorie version. Stone didn't see me as a journalist, not as a professional, not a radio host, but a Negro, first and foremost, he wrote. Thirty years as an entertainment professional, twenty of them in radio, Negro was the first pejorative uttered. Uh, it already uh, stated in the beginning of this article uh, that he was grilling Stone. Uh, he was uh, trying uh, to belittle Roger Stone. Uh, 
he was provoking and a lot of this is happening today um, whites are being provoked uh, into saying things uh, that uh, will later come back to bite them in the ass uh, you have to be really careful um, around a non-white especially uh, black uh, because this is happening everywhere uh, you will be enticed and we're going to talk about a story um, uh, that's actually coming up next uh, about this and uh, how the black race is getting away with uh, things uh, provoking uh, whites to do or say something about it and then they pull the race card uh, since when is Negro a racial slur uh, I've never heard that I do know I've been told that in Canada uh, Negro is considered uh, hate speech uh, Negro is a form of Negroid uh, the black race is Negroid right uh, if the black race is Negroid well then a single Negro Negroid would be a Negro correct um, when forensics are studying a case uh, and a hair is found as evidence, uh, they will say it is either uh, Caucasian hair, uh, pubic hair, uh, Negroid hair, etc. Uh, how did Negro become a generic form of the word nigger? Uh, I have never heard that. Um, it seems that... Uh, throughout the years uh, things change uh, with the black race uh, they didn't like being called Negro uh, they didn't like being called uh, nigger uh, they didn't like being called blacks uh, Africans uh, they had to add African uh, American uh, and to me they are not American uh, if they uh, still would give the test uh, to become American, uh, there's not a non-white in this country right now uh, that would pass the uh, test uh, once given to become an American citizen. Uh, they have no knowledge of our history. They have uh, no knowledge of our heritage. And they have no desire to learn any of it. They are not here to be Americans. Uh, they are here to uh, destroy America. And for a Negro uh, to become upset, um, uh, that's, that's only in the mind of someone with an average IQ of 70. Oh, wait. Uh, that would be the uh, Negroid race. Uh, an average IQ of 70. Uh, that doesn't mean every single one has uh, an IQ of 70, but uh, that is the average of 70. And uh, you tell me how Negro, when it is a, a shorter form of Negroid, like if someone would say uh, the Negroid uh, race uh, Negroid um, is saying the whole race as a whole uh, you pull out one uh, Negroid that is a Negro uh, that's what was put on uh, birth certificates at one time uh, Negro and now the word Negro is being called uh, I forget how that was put a watered-down version of nigger uh, that can only be uh, in the Negroid mind because uh, I don't know any white people uh, that consider the word Negro uh, to be a watered-down version of the word nigger. Um, that just makes no sense. Uh, that's just more to uh, uh, cry about. And uh, this guy claims to be a professional, yet he is provoking a uh, white man uh, that is not professional that is not professional journalism uh, at all and that brings me to my next article for this week 
this one comes from the news source uh, bet.com this was posted on my blog July 20th uh, bet.com uh, if that is like the, t the TV channel uh, that stands for blackentertainment.com and uh, the article here well I will explain that uh, I'm pretty sure that's what it is uh, this is uh, headline is Palm Beach Ken calls cops on black woman for riding bike in gated community now for those of you that don't know uh, the name Ken uh, is a name for a white man uh, that uh, has a problem or calls the police on a black person. It is just like uh, a Karen uh, or a Becky. And we will get to that at the end of the article here, but let's get into this. Uh, a Ken from Palm Beach reportedly called the cops on a Haitian woman for riding her bike on a bike path in a gated community. According to the video uploaded, uploaded on Facebook by Roz Joseph, she was told by the white man, this is the fucking United States, as he demanded to know why she was in his gated community. He also insinuated that the woman was a criminal. Ken assumed Joseph was not a resident because he hadn't seen her before. Huh. Isn't that an odd name for a uh, woman? Joseph. Uh, I've heard of Josephine. Maybe that's Haitian. Uh, Joseph was not a resident because he hadn't seen her before. After telling him she didn't have to answer any questions, she confirmed she was a resident. The man, after threatening to call the police, actually did and told authorities the woman was looking for open garages. The Facebook post was made. Joseph updated it, saying she wrote a letter to her local homeowners association board <coughs> and property management company. My husband and I had to call officers as we wanted the incident documented. No crime was committed. At that point, he went back home. So they were unable to do anything, but did advise on how to move forward if we continue to be harassed, she wrote. We have written a letter to our HOA board and property management company asking for this to be addressed and are waiting for a response. It's unclear if officers responded to the man's call. Uh, number one, why is she bothering the board? There, uh, the police said there was no crime uh, committed. Uh, he asked this uh, Joe lady uh, uh, what she was doing. And not so much uh, the story here. Uh, the guy being called a Ken. Uh, you know, uh, if you want to talk about equality, uh, every person called a Ken, a Karen, or Becky is white. I have yet to see a uh, black or any other non-white uh, called a Ken, a Becky, or a Karen. Uh, did you ever notice that? It's always a white. So in in all reality, all three of those names are racial slurs. They are racial slurs against the whites. And nobody uh, seems to have a problem with that. Uh, I don't know if people uh, are too dumb uh, to see that, if they don't care, uh, or if they are just tolerant over it. Uh, because whites, we really don't care uh, what we're called. Uh, call us honky, uh, call us cracker, uh, and we just simply don't care. Uh, that doesn't bother us. But if you really wanted equality, uh, if you really want to be fair, if it is okay for uh, these news outlets, and bet is uh, black entertainment, uh, nobody told uh, this news source to put Ken in here. Uh, they used the woman's name, uh, albeit her name is Joseph, which is... Uh, concerns me a little uh, it scares me a little but they uh, didn't use this man's name not one time uh, was this man called by his real name so if the blacks are out there and they really want equality 
and it is okay to use racial slurs such as Ken, Karen, or Becky. To be fair and equal, then, this headline should read, Palm Beach Ken calls cops on nigger for riding bike in gated community. Uh, they're all racial slurs. Uh, Ken is a racial slur, and so is nigger. So to be fair, and the blacks want uh, equality, uh, that is how that headline should read. And nobody should have a problem with it. Uh, uh, nobody seems to have a problem with uh, Ken, Becky, or Karen, so um, uh, to be fair and equal, uh, this is how it should be. And next up, this story comes also from bet.com. This was posted also yesterday on my blog. Uh, the headline to this is, Supporters Emerge to Help Free Michigan Black Teen Incarcerated for Not Completing Online Schoolwork. Uh, I did this story, I think, on my last podcast. I know it was on the blog. Uh, but we'll get into this here. Um, I'm sure this article will uh, um, uh, give the earlier story. Uh, outcry has emerged after a 15-year-old African-American mission girl was placed in juvenile detention by a judge for simply not doing her online homework. Uh, this is not why she was uh, put in juvenile hall, uh, for simply not doing her homework. Uh, this is a black news source, and this is the uh, black spin uh, on it. Stupid monkey. Uh, Nonprofit investigative news organization ProPublica ran a story on Tuesday, July 14th, about the girl identified only as Grace for her protection. Despite Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer's Executive order in March suspending the confinement of juveniles who violate probation, except in the case of a court order, Grace was incarcerated in May for failing to complete the coursework. Judge Mary Ellen Brennan, presiding judge of the Oakland County, Michigan Family Court Division, found Grace guilty on failure to submit to any schoolwork and getting up for school and said she was a threat to the community remarking the prior assault and theft charges surrounding her probation. Uh, here is why uh, she was sent to Juvenile Hall. Uh, she was on probation uh, for a prior assault, and uh, that was against her mother and uh, theft charges. Uh, her schoolwork was uh, part of her uh, probation uh, to be able to not have went to uh, Juvenile Hall uh, for the assault on her mother and the theft charges, uh, an education uh, was required uh, to be able to leave on probation. Uh, right here it says uh, uh, she failed to submit to any schoolwork and wouldn't even get up for school. Uh, and it said also uh, in the previous article when her mother went to a Juvenile Hall to visit her, uh, the Juvie place uh, gave her mother a bag of clothes that were uh, unfit and uh, too provocative uh, to even wear in the juvenile hall. Uh, so here you got a 15-year-old uh, dressing up as a whore, assaulted her mother, uh, theft charges, and on probation, and uh, uh, too lazy to get up and go to school, uh, too lazy to get up and do any schoolwork. Uh, the severity of the sentencing has many now questioning the judge impartially biased and fairness demanding that this case be looked into once more. Uh, I don't see that this judge was uh, uh, too harsh at all. Um, with a, uh, a race with an average Q IQ of 70, uh, education, and uh, look at the, our cities. Uh, look what's going on in our cities right now uh, with these blacks, uh, uneducated and uncivilized. Uh, tearing through our cities uh, for any black uh, child of any age. Uh, education uh, is the most important thing uh, that these kids need. Uh, look at the parents to these kids. Uh, they spent 16 years 
in school on a 12-year education and can't even speak plain English. Uh, they don't even know how to pull their pants up over their ass. So education is uh, uh, crucial for any black, uh, especially uh, the black children. Or the black children uh, grow into the adults uh, that you see out now looting stores and burning down uh, police departments, uh, beating police officers, uh, beating on cars when they go by. Uh, this is what you get when you don't educate or at least try to educate uh, a black child. Uh, they grow into what you see on TV uh, today. So uh, this wasn't a harsh uh, sentence uh, at all, in my opinion. Uh, the story goes on. I spoke with the judge this evening, said Oakland County Executive David Coulter, in a written statement according to the Detroit News. While there are many more details that she is unable to share with me and the public to protect privacy of the minor and their family, I believe a review of the case within her court or during an appellate process is required. Uh, so they, they can't even say everything that this kid did or uh, uh, what's going on uh, in this black family. It's a big secret. Uh, if this was a white kid, uh, the parents' uh, business would be plastered uh, all over the place. Uh, they wouldn't even have the, if, if this was a white child, this child would be taken. Uh, but be, being uh, it's a black child, uh, this kid isn't even expected to uh, have to go to school. Even when it's part of your probation, uh, that's okay. Go ahead and uh, sleep in, dress like a slut, and run the streets all night. If this was a white child, this family wouldn't even still have them. But uh, a black child, though, too, uh, if they go into the uh, CYS system... I imagine that that's probably like a, uh, a pet store uh, trying to get rid of the three-legged puppy. Uh, nobody wants it. Uh, it's defective. Uh, nobody would want it. You go to the pet store and you're uh, looking at puppies or uh, kittens or uh, whatever you're looking at. Uh, nobody wants the three-legged one or the one-eyed one or... It's been a top priority of my administration to keep the young people and employees safe at Children's Village during the pandemic, and that includes limiting residency to immediately to immediate safety risks, he continued, referring to the detention center located in Pontiac, Michigan, about 30, 30 miles north of Detroit. Um, what makes a difference if this kid is in juvenile hall contained or uh, out running the streets that uh, she can't even get up and do her homework? And for God's sake, homework on a computer, you're sitting at home to do your schoolwork uh, and can't do that. Uh, any 15-year-old uh, that can't get out of bed and do something, uh, I know as a, a young man uh, of 15, uh, if my ass wasn't out of bed uh, at 7 a.m., even through the summer when there was no school, uh, I woke up with a boot stuck up my ass up to the shoelaces. You got up and you did things. Uh, you were made to be responsible. In addition, several politicians who represent cities in Oakland County have spoken out demanding justice for grace. In a statement, State Senators Rosemary Byer, Jeremy Moss, and Mallory McMorrow, and State Representatives Kyra Bolden and Mary Manunigan all criticized Brennan's decision to incarcerate the girl. The judge's decision to remove a child from her home and incarcerate her for falling behind on online school activities, especially given the current health crisis, is unconscionable and shows the ongoing implicit bias within our state's criminal justice system. This 15-year-old should be released and reunited with her mother immediately. Uh, yeah, like this uh, black kid really has a tight bond with her mother. Uh, she beats on her, she abuses her, uh, yeah, so there's such a tight bond to have to get this uh, uh, kid back in the arms of uh, her mother uh, so she can beat on her mother, go out and steal and uh, turn tricks. These decisions made by judges and prosecutors have a lifetime impact on individuals. Uh, let's hope this has a lifetime impact uh, on this 15-year-old. 
uh, get your schoolwork done. Educate yourself. Uh, don't grow up to be uh, uh, your 70 IQ uh, black. Uh, try to excel. Uh, learn something. goes on to say they are supposed to be made impartially, dispassionately, and without regard to age, sex, race, ethnicity, gender identity, or sexual, sexual orientation, the statement continued. As such, we call on the state court administrative office to require judges to participate in implicit bias training before they assume the bench. Uh, uh, here we go again. <coughs> uh, some kind of training on... Uh, uh, how to bow down, take a knee, and kiss the ass of the black race in America. Uh, now there's training for that for judges as well. Uh, I'm not even going to finish this article. Uh, it goes on and on and on here. Uh, uh, but it just amazes me how uh, black news sources and organizations and such will rally around a criminal black as the victim. Just like George Floyd, just like Richard Brooks, uh, criminal scumbags, and the news outlets, and uh, uh, the black community will rally around and make these uh, people look like a victim. Uh, this black girl wasn't in uh, put in juvenile custody because she didn't do her homework. She was on probation for abusing her mom and theft. Uh, getting an education was part of her probation. Uh, she refused to do that, uh, refused to do her schoolwork, refused to even get out of bed in the morning to do her schoolwork. So, uh, uh, juvenile hall is exactly where this kid belongs. Uh, she, maybe she'll learn structure uh, in uh, juvie. Uh, God knows uh, every Negro needs educated to the fullest of their ability. Uh, it's never going to match uh, uh, the uh, education of a uh, white, but at least uh, to the ability of uh, uh, what they can reach. Uh, when they don't, uh, that's why you see what you see happening in our uh, uh, cities. Uh, an average IQ of 70 for an entire race in our white country is just not acceptable. Um, I'm sure that's why uh, being educated was a stipulation uh, of this black girl's probation. Uh, any normal person knows that you need to have an education. Stop breaking the law, asshole! No, nigga! And I have time for one more story. Uh, this one uh, comes from the news source Fox News, and this one's a little older. Uh, it was posted on my blog July 18th, and uh, this one uh, really burns me up. Uh, the headline to this is, Washington woman arrested after doorbell camera catches her raping two boys. Uh, a 19-year-old woman is now facing rape charges in Washington State after she was allegedly caught on a doorbell camera performing oral sex acts on two boys under the age of 10. The Yakima Police Department told KVEW they were called to the apartment complex in the city Tuesday after resident living there reported he had evidence of a sexual assault that happened outside his front door. Police say the footage depicted a woman performing oral sex acts on two children whom KOMO News reports between the ages of 5 and 9. The woman who reportedly also lives at the complex allegedly tried to run away before the officers took her into custody. She has now been booked into the Yakima County Jail on two counts of first-degree rape of a child in obstruction of law enforcement officer, according to KVEW. Her identity was not released, but police told the station that she was familiar with the victims. Uh, I don't go for this bullshit either. Uh, this woman needs to be named, and her uh, face needs to be plastered uh, anywhere it can be plastered. Uh, how many more victims are out there? Uh, uh, why are they uh, protecting her? 
uh, and not giving a name or showing a face that maybe other children uh, could come forward. Uh, this sexual deviant needs named and her photo posted. Uh, folks, when they think of rape, uh, whether rape of an adult or a child, uh, usually only think of a male suspect. Uh, there are plenty of sexually deviant women as well. Uh, these acts of deviancy in America are on the rise uh, thanks to the acceptance and uh, maybe not so much acceptance, uh, the tolerance of the LGBTQP agenda. Uh, if you ask me, acts like this should warrant capital punishment. Uh, these sexual deviants are coming out of the woodwork because they see uh, all these uh, fag parades and uh, all this uh, sexual deviancy on TV promoted by uh, none other than uh, the Jew and uh, it's becoming um, uh, accepted and, and people think uh, that this is okay. They think it's okay behavior. Uh, they see it on TV. Um, I've said it for a long time. I do believe that the next uh, letter added to uh, the faggotry in America will be a P, and it will be for pedophilia. Um, people think I'm crazy for saying something like that, but 20 years ago, or in my parents' time, if uh, uh, they would have been told back then that homosexuality would be accepted, uh, that someday two men or two women could get married in a church uh, uh, with a priest's blessing and could walk down the streets holding hands, uh, kissing in public, uh, and the faggotry going on, the things that you even see on TV. Uh, people back in those days in my parents' time would have said, you're crazy. Uh, that will never be accepted in America. Uh, here it is. Uh, here it is, and it's being accepted. Uh, now, this woman right in front of somebody's door uh, with two little boys. They have no uh, uh, conscience. Uh, these people are brain dead. They are sick. And it is because of the pornography and the uh, promotion and tolerance of homosexuals in America. Uh, you get rid of the homosexuality. Uh, in America and treat them the way they should be treated, the way God would treat them, uh, and these kinds of headlines you wouldn't see as much. Uh, but this is really becoming prevalent, uh, and it makes me sick. It disgusts me. And with that, uh, I am out of time. I hope you enjoyed this week's Klansman's Corner podcast. I will be back next week with a new one. Uh, to my white brothers and sisters out there, Stay safe, uh, take care of each other, and as always, from Klansman's Corner, White Power. If you smell something funny when you walk down the street, you're in Coontown. You look and see garbage all over the street, you're in Coontown. Up and down the street there ain't nothing but trash Nigger girls trying to get a nigger boy's cash Then you even see a spook with a big mustache in Coontown On the corner there's a nigger with a drink in his hand That's Coontown Trying to bum a nickel from whoever he can in Coontown If you go back tomorrow, he'll be there yet He's trying to get drunk, and drunk he's gonna get in Coontown Think that work is for jerks out of Coontown. 
don't do nothing but sleep and doze He don't wake until his eyes are tired of being closed It's half a day's work for him to scratch his toes in Coontown It amazes me to see the way they live in Coontown They do all the taking while we have to give to Coontown The nightman worries, the nigger don't care Cause at the end of the month, his check will be there Every nigger earns his living off the old welfare in Coontown Every nigger earns his living off the old welfare in Coontown 